Welcome to Membership Maker, the podcast about how to build a sustainable membership business. I'm your host, Ward Sandler, the co-founder of Memberspace. This podcast is brought to you by Memberspace, which turns any part of your existing website into members only with just a few clicks. It's available for WordPress, Squarespace, Wix, Duda, Webflow, Weebly, Notion, HubSpot, and custom HTML websites. Learn more at memberspace.com. Welcome, everyone. Today, I'm talking to Damien Erskine, a very talented musician with an impressive career, now founder and creator of BaseEducation.com, an online base academy with over 150 members built with Memberspace. He's also the author of two books, a contributor of several music magazines, and a prolific Memberspace community member. Welcome to the Membership Maker Podcast, Damien. It's great to have you here. Oh, it's great to be here. Thank you for having me, and thank you for Memberspace. You guys have been wonderful. <laughs> Glad to hear it. Your community and membership success rely on amazing content, and creating that is not exactly easy. Your content library is now quite robust, but it must have been difficult getting started and ready for launch. How was this process and what advice can you give folks starting their membership? Yeah, there was a, a pretty massive learning curve. The thing I, I primarily tried to focus on was not getting overwhelmed by the magnitude of the entirety of the process, just focusing on taking small steps. So first I mapped everything out initially using a mind map, but then I moved to Trello and kind of started mapping out web pages um, in a more literal sense. And then just really put all of my energy into, you know, basically by day I was creating videos. I'd made a content schedule and just started trying to record as many instructional videos as I could. And by night I was, uh, you know, doing Final Cut Pro tutorials and watching how-to YouTube videos and researching best practices and how to get good lighting and all that stuff. Very much learning as I went. So I was either either studying or doing, and I, I just kind of committed 150% of myself to it and just kept taking, you know, as many steps as I could every day without worrying too far about how tall that mountain was I needed to climb. Yeah, so it was like that consistent, just like laying the bricks every day, just showing up and doing what needs to get done, right? Yeah, you know, it's it's kind of the same approach I took to my own development as a musician. If I was always comparing myself to my hero and thinking, well, I'll never be that good, I would feel like, why even bother? But if I just thought, let me just try and be a little better tomorrow than I am today and than I was yesterday, we'll just see where I get. And that's kind of the approach I took with the site. I just thought, let me just see if I can take one more step in the right direction. You know, this was kind of my COVID project. So it's like, well, all my tours are canceled. I'm essentially unemployed. I'm home. I actually had the idea to do this over a decade ago and never did it because I was always traveling and just I didn't have the time to really commit to it. And so I thought, well, no excuses. Let's just, you know, let's see what happens. Yeah. I mean, that's a great attitude. I got to say, I mean, for a lot of folks, especially for in your case, right, where you have this big shift in your business model, big shift in your week to week, your month to month of not traveling, not doing shows kind of suddenly. A lot of people I would imagine would just kind of get down in the dumps and be like, well, I guess I got to go find, you know, a different job or something. But I think it's really impressive uh, that you were able to figure it. No, no, no. I, I have a skill set here. I'm a, a reasonably intelligent human. I can figure things out. How can I pivot the business and find something uh, that, that would work? So is that just kind of a, a trait you've always had that like grit or that kind of creativity under constraint? Um, or is that something you feel like you kind of recently developed? 
I've always had it to a certain extent. And I did have the benefit of having taught remotely a little bit already because I've, you know, through my travels, meet people in different cities and countries. And I had also, for the past five, six years, been teaching for an organization called Jazz Education Abroad, where we're going to China and the Middle East and Asia and all these places and holding jazz camps. And I met so many students who wanted to continue working on some of these things with me and also couldn't afford many of the online sites. And I thought, you know what, I'm just... I'm going to create a space. I'm not going to try and be, uh, there's you know a number of sites that do this and do it incredibly well. I'm not going to try and be anybody other than who I am. And people that are interested in me and the way I teach will find value here. And if nothing else, I'll learn something about it in the process. And if the subscription community thing doesn't work out, maybe I'll just, you know, at least nothing else, have another website full of educational materials I can point my students to. So why not? Let's just do it. Yeah. Oh, smart. So let's kind of go back to the launch part, though. So it sounds like you did a lot of planning. You said you used Trello for a while to kind of plan out, I guess, sort of like the user flow, right? Like what pages there would be, what would be on each page, kind of thinking through your your, your lessons, your content library of sorts. And so that's one part of this, right? The organization of what content will I have and where will it be, which is super important. Because if you make something that's convoluted or all over the place, people are going to get confused. You're not going to be able to find this content you probably spend a lot of time on. And that, that's just a bad experience for everybody, right? They're going to cancel. They're not going to recommend it. And it just, it's all this is, is, is a waste. So that's obviously important. But what other things do you consider besides just, okay, my content and how is it organized? What, what other things were you thinking about? It, initially, I decided upon a certain amount of content before I actually launched. Uh, and the thing, the biggest obstacle I had to overcome was the sense that that feeling of I need it to be perfect before I let anybody even know that this is a thing online uh, before I officially launch and just trusting in my process. And I, I really tried to bring users into the process, but I just thought, okay, it doesn't need to be perfect. This is what it is on day one. And I take that same approach, make it better on day two than it was on day one. So I just focused on getting enough content that I felt it was worthy of existing as a, as a, destination online for people and then launched and then immediately tried to focus on user engagement to try and help me figure out how to make this better for everybody. And how did you, how did you sort of focus? Well, we can, we can get to that in a sec. I kind of want to dig back into that. So there was the creating the content, knowing how much is enough to launch, right? So you don't, you know, because if you just kind of may, I want to make it perfect, right? You can create ways to delay the launch and just be planning forever, creating content forever, not actually asking for any money or, or getting getting it out there. So it's good that you kind of gave yourself, okay, let's get like an MVP. Did you think about anything else in terms of like social media or email marketing or how to set up the website? Like, does like have you you've created websites in the past? I assume, like, how did you think about some of that other stuff that goes into this? Um, I mainly focused on uh, researching the best resources for what I was trying to do. You know, who who to host my video, how to connect with, with different people online. I've always been kind of horrible at self-promotion. <laughs> the one thing I had going for me was that I already had a bit of a, you know, my own fan base with bass players that knew me from different arenas. So I just really focused, I t- again, I took the same pr- approach that I did professionally, which was focus on being the best I can be and do the doing the best job I can do and 
trust that word of mouth will help it to spread and get out there to people. I really didn't do much as far as marketing or social media campaigns or any of that because it's just I've never been very good at it. It never felt organic to me. And, and I needed this to be an organic process for myself. So I just focused on my strengths, which is teaching and playing and worked on my weaknesses video editing, <laughs> um, researching apps and workflows and things like that. But that was that was pretty much all of my focus was on creating content and learning how to make it effective and visually appealing and functional for people. Thanks for taking the time to talk with us, Damien. We really appreciate it. Uh, would you like to share any resources or recommendations for folks that are trying to learn more about base education? Well, I was actually... Uh, I was thinking of different resources. Like I knew that we should talk resources, and I was thinking more about the site type of resources. Um, but some of them relate. Um, YouTube is your friend. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a question, search for it on YouTube. I've learned how to do everything from fix my dishwasher to uh, fix my roof to learn how to play Teen Town on the base. YouTube is your friend. One suggestion I want to do make to member space people and anybody interested in this kind of thing is in research, one of the mistakes I made early on, you know, I'd be researching a lot of apps to use uh, for one service or another, one functionality or another. And I made the mistake of just, well, it's, you know, it's cheaper if I do the annual plan, let me just do that. Only to realize that service, there was some kind of deal breaking obstacle with that service. Oh, I can't actually do this. And then I wound up wasting um, that much money. So I, I would encourage people to explore sites. Even if you're paying more first, do the monthly plan make sure the thing really works for you and then upgrade to an annual plan. With regard to bass players, I would encourage everybody to reach reach out to me if you have any questions first and foremost. But I, I tell all my students, the best thing you can do is think about the type of player you want to be. You know, Think about your idols, who you want to sound like, what you want to do. And I think this probably relates to every beyond just the musical realm. And then reverse engineer that process a little bit. You can look at that player and think, okay, that type of player probably needs to know, you know, how to read music, uh, stylistic diversity, if they want to be a session musician, whatever it is, and reverse engineer your, your shed process and, and devote your time to uh, your weaknesses, you know, prioritize your shed time or your study time when building a site based on what's in more, most important to you and your goals. Don't feel like you need to be able to do everything, be able to know everything, just focus on what you actually want to achieve and what's going to help you get from point A to point B as efficiently as possible. Great. And what's your website URL again? Baseeducation.com. Great. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. There's a direct link in the show notes. We really appreciate it. Learn more at memberspace.com.